Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Crafts of the Draft podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nathan Seppi, joined again by Jonty Ralph Smith, my other co-host. Jonty, how are you? Yeah, very good and looking forward to previewing the upcoming Boys Coats Talent League season. There's plenty of talent that we've heard about in the sort of off-season, pre-season that putting their names up in lights. So we'll try and get through as many of them as we can in this episode. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And uh, if you haven't already, go listen to our girls preview from last week. They just kicked off last weekend, so a good few results from that. But this week we're focusing on the boys. They kick off on Saturday with Northern and GWS Giants, but we will go through each team and who they are playing in this coming round. So similar to the girls preview, we're going to go through each club, give us yep. sort of an overview of the players that we already know about, because obviously the aim of this podcast is to give some acknowledgement to the guys who are under the radar and that's what the point of this podcast is so we will talk about everyone at each club not everyone obviously but most of the players that you should watch out for come round one and these first opening four weeks where clubs do have access to their full list before obviously the private school footy starts so get ready a bit of a listen you're about to be in for so let's let's kick it off and i'll throw to you john t we know obviously with bendigo harley reid the main talk who's assisting him up forward and we've seen a bit from their pre-season practice matches but who should we be looking out for when the attention isn't on Harley? Yeah well I suppose Toby Trevally is the main player there that I've seen in pre-season. I was lucky enough to get out to one of their practice matches uh, out at the hangar against Murray and he's the one that the coaches are high on and uh, not just the coaches even people from outside the club sort of speaking about because he put his name on the map well last year to some degree with what he did in under 16s but even as a bottom major playing in an under 18s competition he could show some glimpses uh, because he's just that high pressure player who can create moments and yeah it's just someone who yeah stood out in that game overhead can take a mark, and if he gets it, he's going to take off. He's going to back himself. He's got some wheels on him, so keep an eye on him. Oscar Smart was probably the other one who stood out from that perspective. He reads the game so well in that that match I'm talking about against Murray, and he's got some really likable traits that they'll look to develop this season. I could see him pushing into Vic Country as well, and he's another one that's pretty liked on the inside with what he provides. Malik Gordon, I guess, is the is the obvious because he's the other AFL Academy prospect that probably flies under the radar as a result of being in the same club as Harley. But um, I suppose finally on that practice match, what was really good to see was going into their camp for 15 to 20 minutes afterwards. Just the closeness of their culture, being a country club, was something that was really striking. Obviously, they've got the geographic difficulties, but uh, yeah, you wouldn't have known it going in. It was something that uh, Danny O'Brien and Rick Coburn and people around the club should be really proud of. Uh, and I suppose if I was to mention uh, one more name who perhaps didn't stand out as much, he still had his moments in that game, but uh, the club is hoping can really push his case forward for the mid-season draft would be Michael Corrali, who... He's a 19-year-old returning and showed plenty of promise last year in the first half of the season. I think he was leading the best and fairest and doing it pretty consistently. So if he can put together a consistent run of form, he's certainly got the skill set that could push to that next level. So Bendigo take on the GWV Rebels in round one. That's at Mars Stadium with 3.30 bounce. So that's a doubleheader with the girls. So a competitive matchup for round one for the Pioneers. So let's move to our first Metro club. The Calder Cannons, Jordan Croft is one part of Vic Metro. We've heard a bit about him. Calder, you've 
talked quite a bit about it and you, you've uh, you've heard quite a bit about the players that we should watch out for. Mm. Who's assisting? They've got, obviously, Isaac Kako up forward. That will be a dangerous small forward to watch. But who else should we be watching out for at the Cannons? Someone asked me last week who I expected to kick the most goals in the Talent League season. I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that the answer to that question will end up being Isaac Kako. Uh, because you think of Nick Watson and Zane Jersmer and these sort of top-age players who are highly touted and highly regarded, they're probably going to get shown up the field in other positions. But Isaac Kako is one who's shown there's a real position for him. And the stuff he does without the ball is elite, but when the ball does come in, he's got the ability to generate scoring chances and kick goals in so many different ways. So I think, yeah, he's certainly one to watch up forward and how he gels with Amin Name, who is also a presence in the forward line and has got real zest about him. And Hugo Garcia is probably a half forward as well, who's got a long kick and good running. How they gel is going to have a large say on how big a score called a put on the board each week. Then I suppose you look in their midfield, Mahmoud Taha is the player to watch there. He's a Bashahuli Academy prospect who, in a practice match I was able to watch of Calders against Western, his ability to drive out the front of clearance is what's really impressive for me. And, yeah, just really powerful. So if he's able to sustain that throughout the course of the season, that's obviously going to get AFL clubs noticing. And, yeah, on the wings they've got Jaden Wynn, who's a bottom major um, Harry O'Farrell's another one who's versatile. Like, there's plenty of names that um, Calder have got, both 2024 and 2023 prospects. So we know that they're not necessarily a Sandy or an Oakley footy factory, but I do think there's plenty for Andrew Sturgis and the coaching staff down there to be excited about this season. So Calder's first game is against the Gold Coast Academy. There's a few academy teams playing in the first couple rounds and then we'll never see from yeah. them again as as per usual. But... Yeah, they're playing at Highgate. So a few home games, I think, for uh, Calder to open the season. Because like we said with the girls, all the academy teams go to Highgate. So yeah, they will get a few games there. So no, they do play the Suns. That's a 2.30 game. That is a triple header from what I'm seeing. Or yeah. double header at the very least with Oakley. So they will kick off round one against the Suns. The third team that we are moving to is a familiar team, Dandenong Stingrays country team uh, but no there's a, a lot of familiar names to talk about with Dandenong and we saw a lot of these names play last year in their in their grand final team so Dandenong very familiar but let's talk about we've obviously got Kay Delarue, Cooper Simpson the main one AFL Academy and Vic Metro uh, Kobe Ship one that has had a lot of talk over the last couple of months and Harry DeMattia, one you're very familiar with, that had a bit of a cricket background, but now the full focus is on the AFL season. We've seen a bit of Dandenong in their pre-season that they're training, but what else can you tell me about Dandenong, Jonty, that's been standing out from Nick Cox and the coaching team? Yeah, I think those four names are the main ones you mentioned. Cooper Simpson and Harry DeMattia have got the leadership, so they'll complement each other well. Cooper Simpson obviously had the leadership last year when the sort of top ages sort of all went away or had injuries and that sort of thing. So that underlines his leadership credentials. Harry DeMattia is obviously the professional sporting environment with his cricketing stuff. I suppose another one you didn't mention that's also around the mark or, or a couple, uh, Sam Frank, Rayak Andrew. So Rayak Andrew had... 
um, his injury last or his yeah last year was ruined by injury. Uh, but yeah, he'll hope to show glimpses this year, sort of in a similar vein to his brother Mac up on the Gold Coast, to hopefully get picked up by an AFL club at the end of the year. And there's certainly plenty of excitement about him as an athletic sort of key type of player. And, yeah, Sam Frangalis, a big-bodied inside mid who, yeah, with Cooper Simpson and Kobe Ship played on AFL Grand Final Day in the under-17s All-Stars game. He's he's one who, yeah, big-bodied and is able to win his own ball and will hope to show that he can go forward as well. A couple from outside, that sort of top echelon that will hope to push in would probably be Jordan Doherty and Jack Wilson, from what I'm hearing. Jack Wilson sort of a mid-forward and Jordan Doherty a key position type. So keep your keep your ears out for all of those names, but particularly that sort of upper echelon because there's quite a few in there for Dandy Nong, given, like you say, how much they've exposed it in the last year or so. Yeah, well, Dandy Nong are definitely a team to watch. They're sort of that typical AFL team that has like a lot of young talent that you say give it a year and it will be... Even better, and I feel like with Dandy on that will be the case this year in their first game in round one is against Geelong. So one of uh, the few actual big team matchups. So that one is in Geelong. Can't well, tell exactly where, but it's yeah, in well, Geelong. What that? it's, I, I think it's in Colac. What I'll tell you about that, Nathan, is those two teams are the two teams that played the most games in set in their into their 17 year olds into their bottom ages last year so it'll be really good to see who is able to um stand up and who's had the better preseason because it'll be a really good matchup given how much exposure they've both already had at the level so well yeah like you said at colac 11 a.m the first game on the sunday pretty good game to watch on a stream or even get down if you are around that area so the fourth club we moved to we're going back you might have noticed this is an alphabetical order, so if you're looking for your club, you could probably scroll along and figure out alphabetically where you'd be on the timeline. But we're moving to Eastern now, the second Metro club we're talking about. Nick Watson is obviously the talk. You hear about him all the time, and that's one you're never going to get sick of hearing of if you like hearing about him. But yep. Cam Nyko is also one we've heard quite a bit about you were down today when we were recording this. You were down at the practice match uh, for Eastern and Western. So you've got some very fresh knowledge on the Eastern faces and who's performing well down at Box Hill. And what's the talk about Eastern? Who else is going to back up the forward line with Nick Watson? Yeah, who else is going to back up the forward line? Uh, Ry Cantwell is the short answer to that. High half forward played one game of Talent League last year got tongues wagging with how well he did play because he was able to take an overhead mark and when he got his hands to the footy it was able to sort of stick and was you know if you gave him sort of a run and jump at it he he looked really damaging and having watched them in a couple of practice this sort of pre-season he's shown his ability to do that so he's also he also got a front and center goal today so there's you know a couple of avenues to go for him but he's one that there's a lot of hype on and they hope can push into Vic Metro he's He's from uh, North Ringwood uh, Junior Footy Club, so a shout-out to them as well uh, for developing him. And I think he might have played a bit of senior footy as well for them. In fact, I'm pretty sure he has played a bit of senior footy for them. So that, yeah, also adds another sort of string to his bow. He's, you know, used to playing against the senior bodies. Uh, and then also looking at today, Jack Ryan, the son of talent lead Danny Ryan, did some really nice things as a halfback wing, wing type who runs and kicks it really well. Their captains, Josh Tovey in defence and Braden LaPlanche up forward, both did some really nice things today. And, 
yeah, they'll hope to lead from the front this season. They're probably in that upper echelon as well. Then you could also look at guys like Josh Smiley, Riley Weatherall, who's um, a key position type of player, up forward, Clay Tucker, Harry Flynn, who's also listed at Collingwood VFL. Like, you talk about, yeah, your Oakley and your Sandy footy factories, your Geelong footy factories. I think there's every chance Eastern have almost just as many players drafted this season. Uh, but, yeah, I suppose the player on top of that as a bottom major is Cody Anderson. If you look at the clip just about the Pracky game, I'm probably salivating over him. But, yeah, there's so much to like about him because he's still a bottom major. He's built like he's a top major and, yeah, wins his own footy, isn't afraid of the contest and, yeah, just turned it on and won his own footy, probably 30-plus touches. So really liked what I saw from him as well. So they're probably the main ones that, yeah, you'll hear about beyond Nick Watson if, if um, yeah, the media do sort of tap into some other players from the Rangers. Well, Eastern kick off their 2023 season against the Dragons, probably the game of the round from a Metro perspective, the two Metro teams. I think yeah. they are the only two Metro teams meeting this round. So that's the most Metro game you could think of and two teams who will definitely like to start off well. And we'll talk about a bit about Sandy and Oakley later, but Sandy really looked Good on their practice match on Friday night, but let's move on now to back to the country. Jalon Falcons, uh, Patrick Hughes, Brady Hall too, that you've we've talked about a bit uh, in Vic Metro, but it's also some other familiar names. Michael Rudd, Joe Pike are two names you've sort of spoken about previously. Can you tell me a bit more about how they're performing? What should we expect from Jalon's squad this year? Yeah, those two players are having the pre-seasons that you would expect them to have, and I would expect that, yeah, they're going to, push into sort of Vic Country. Well, they're going to play Vic Country and they're going to really impress. I suppose Archie Sinnott, uh, a, um, and I, I could highlight quite a few Geelong players, but I'll just I'll just limit it to Archie Sinnott just because um, he's one that they're really high on and they hope he can push to the next level. He's a Geelong College boy who has, cha- who has trained with Werribee in pre-season. So he's got that sort of, VF, that knowledge of what it takes to go to that next level and train with senior bodies and that sort of thing. He's a half-footer who can either play half-back or on the wing and has got that talent league experience. So hopefully he's able to not just build on last year because you don't want him to sort of show the same traits that he's already shown because, you know, recruiters are already familiar with what he can do, but really build on it and show a different weapon in his arsenal because um, there's the potential for an appetite from a club for him based on what we're hearing out of Geelong about what he is doing. Um, if that's a, Whether that's a VFL club or an AFL club, I'm sure he'll be playing at minimum state league footy by the end of the season. So Geelong, like we mentioned with Daniel, they have face standing on in round one. So it'll be a very competitive matchup. I think it will be a great indication where both teams are at, but I think a great challenge for those players, you know, to test themselves against, you know, very competitive sides. So there'll be a game to watch mm. uh, for the round, I think. Definitely this probably the Sunday game of the round. Um, and now we moved to Gippsland. So we're still sticking with the country team. Uh, Gippsland have some very recognisable names within the AFL Academy with Archer Reed and Zane Dersma, obviously the brother of Xavier Dersma uh, at the power. And Zane did get some uh, top top level exposure with Gippsland in their final series, and obviously Gippsland would be able will be looking to back up their very successful season last year. I think. They probably peaked at the wrong time and they were first for the whole season, I think, and the finals just didn't seem to click for them. But tell me a bit 
more about the other players that are impressing. Xavier Lindsay and Lachlan Smith, tall 200 centimetre player. Uh, also names we've heard about, but who else has been impressing for the power? Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on Lockie Smith because, yeah, the power are lucky enough that they're blessed that they've got the resource of Trent Noble. His son, Max, won. Like you said, it was a successful season for him last year. They had so many drafted, and he was one who did get picked up. I think he went to Freo. So, but he remains at the club, Trent Noble, the ex-AFL player. So Lockie Smith will no doubt grow under the tutelage of him and obviously an extra season at the level. You know key position players take a little bit longer to develop. They're taller framed, so take a bit longer to grow into their size. But I fully expect that he's one to watch this season, um, along with Will Dawson, who'll grow under the tutelage of... Um, of Trent Noble, like I say. Xavier Lindsay played on the wing last year. It'll be interesting to see if that's where they keep him. Can also sort of play half back. He's a really smart footballer. Did really well in the 16 stuff. So hopefully he can translate that form into the 18s. And with the limited exposure as a double bottom major last year um, in Talent League footy, he did show enough to suggest that it's going to be a good season from him this year. And it's really exciting to think that his draft year is until next year. So he's, he's a gun for them and one to keep a close eye on. And then Sebi Amoroso, probably the other one. Who, who Who's Gibson's first-round opponent? I just want to see what's going uh, on. They're, they're playing Murray. So, they're playing, so he's playing Murray. So he's going to have yeah a, a country midfield to come up against. So it's going to be a bit of a baptism of fire for him. But I expect that he will start in the midfield for them and get lots of midfield minutes uh, throughout the season to show that there's more to him than just a pressure forward that we saw last year. And, yeah, really keen to see um, if he can really build on that form. But, yeah, they're probably the main names from a Gibson perspective. From a GWV perspective, they've obviously got Dave Loder, who's a really experienced coach. And they had plenty of – they've got – they've always got plenty of – well, had plenty of hype last year with, obviously, Aaron Cadman going. But um, this season, who are the ones that will be looking to follow in Cadman's footsteps? Nathan. Well, George Stevens is obviously one that yeah. had a – you know, unfortunate ACL injury, so he's been in recovery recovery for a while. But in good news, he did get through GWV's practice match against Geelong unscathed. Uh, and David's been pretty optimistic on how George has been performing and progressing in his recovery, so he will be fit to play round one. And some other names, Flynn Pemery, our key position prospect, uh, he's been really impressive in the ruck for the preseason in terms of in Dave's eyes, uh, Lua, Lumon Luau, that's Lum. the pronunciation. Okay. He's been, uh, that's, uh, he's been really impressive. And Vic, under-17s captain, great lockdown defender. Just the ability to take on the play and distribute the ball really well is something Dave's been really high on in his preseason. Uh, Joel Frazier played a lot on the win last year and expected to play a lot through the midfield this season. And showcase what he sort of you know brought out a bit in 2022 uh alex milan uh younger brother of charlie milan that played for the rebels last year he's a really athletic midfielder and probably going to be put a bit in the half at half forward uh so he's one to watch out for as well and the last one i'd sort of want to talk about Lockie cholson real small forward real dangerous type i think that small forward role is really massive this year i don't know what it is but it feels like this year compared to previous years small forwards uh, may dominate a little bit in this league and we saw that last year as well so it's looking good for the rebels but dave yeah i mean he's pretty adamant that players are doing well but 
they haven't trained together very much. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they go from a team perspective. But that's, you know, like we say, that's the difficulties of country teams. It's just hard to get together. And their first get-together is on this coming week when you listen to this podcast. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. The talent is there. Um, but as uh, as we mentioned, oh, we haven't, yeah, we have mentioned, they play Bendigo at Mars. And Bendigo have similar struggles, obviously, with the geographic location and where players are. So it'll be interesting to see how the Rebels go. So on to our next team. We are off to another country club. It feels like we're doing a lot of country clubs, but that's just alphabetical order. And Murray is our next club. Murray is, I feel like we haven't heard as much from Murray. So, Jonty, take the lead with this one. Who's impressing down there? And what should we look forward to with the Bush Rangers this season? Yeah, well, they've obviously got Darcy Wilson and Connor O'Sullivan, who are the region's most hyped prospects, I suppose you'd say. Darcy Wilson's got a set of skills that can be used inside 50 or on the ball. But, yeah, getting down to watch the practice match uh, against Bendigo a couple of weeks ago at the Hangar, uh, I suppose one name who really did jump off the page was Oscar Ryan, who was good at NAB League level as a halfback last year, or Coates Talent League level, I suppose we're calling it now. But it's sort of the powerful, good in the contest, uses it well, that sort of player is what they want him to become this season and show that there is, yeah, like I say, you know, you need you need to have that versatility, you need to have multiple weapons and strengths, and that's something else that they hope can add to his game. Uh, Phoenix Goddard is one I know they've been really high on throughout preseason. He's he's not in the Vic Country camp currently, but he's one who could pop up. He's from Albury and plays that sort of small forward role. So you say that small forwards could be big this season, Nathan. There's an example of it from Murray. And I suppose if you're going to mention one more, Mitch Way, in terms of just the way he trains, um, his work ethic is something they've been really big on. He's in the leadership group because of that. So keep an eye out for him. Kobe James in that game as well, worth mentioning. He got back from a shoulder reconstruction unscathed, which is really important this time of year. You mentioned it with George Stevens and Kobe James, another one who's done some really good things already at the level. And I suppose recruiters are already somewhat aware of what you're going to get from him. But yeah, he tested well at the at the preseason testing as well and is one who sort of reads the play quite nicely. So hopefully we can continue to see those traits come out in his footy. So, Gipps, uh, sorry, Murray played Gippsland in round one. Uh, in Down at Gippsland, so it's a bit of a trip for Murray if they don't already have to travel enough. So, a bit of the country derby. I don't feel yep. like that has a good ring, but it is a bit of a country derby in a way. Probably the two furthest teams away from everyone in a sense. So, they'll be interesting. And obviously, the country teams are always extremely competitive each year. But now we yep. move back to the Metro side and... Northern Knights, uh, Anthony, led by Anthony Rocker. Obviously, the two very prominent names, Nate Caddy, had a, has a bit of a shoulder injury, if I'm correct, uh, at the moment. So he'll be under a bit of a watch. But And Will Green also been really impressive in preseason. John, to you else, he's going to back up Nate Caddy and Will Green in that Northern side. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Northern forward line operates with um, Nate Caddy because he's obviously going to be their barometer up there and the one they're going to target. But there's also some other players that can certainly help him out and they'll get a real good opportunity of it in the early rounds uh, with him obviously being absent. One I do want to touch on is Jack Chubb who returns as an overager. You obviously don't return as an overager if there isn't sort of circumstances that show that you might sort of get to the next level or, you know, that you're 
improve significantly. So clearly there is something there, and he's shown that in a couple of preseason matches I've been able to watch of them. Someone who sort of leads up at the footy and is really good over his head, so keep an eye out for him. Levi McCormack is one who is confident and plays with a bit of flair, so he's really exciting to watch just from a just from an optics point of view as much as anything else. He'll have some real eye-catching moments, I expect. Uh, Christian Mardini uh, has shown sort of two forms of talent, I guess, in the different games I watched him. In the first game, I really noticed how strong he was sort of going at the contest and his attack at the ball got a head knock, which ended his day sort of slightly prematurely. Uh, in the second half, but still really impressive as an inside midfielder. And then in the second game I watched um, of Northern a couple of weeks later, that first one was an intra-club, this second one was a cracky against Eastern, he sort of pace was what stood out, so his ability to sort of get on the outside of contest. So he's certainly got that balance. And Charlie Opie's another one with a really strong work rate to keep an ear out for, while Charlie Nash is a name just with his surname, obviously father, son, and brother of former West Coast and Richmond list Patrick, um, to keep an ear out for. So they're they're probably the main ones from Northern. Who, yeah, they've always got a few down there, and yeah, expect Anthony Rocker to work with Will Green and Nate Caddy on their Ford craft as well, uh, given you know his background. So Northern kick off the season for the boys against the Giants Academy at Craigieburn. Uh, that is a 10 o'clock game, and that's a doubleheader with Western and Sydney. We move now to another Vic Metro team in the Oakley Chargers. A lot to talk about with Oakley. They don't currently have a coach, as Jason Davenport got a new role at the Giants. So it was big congratulations to Jason. But let's talk a bit about their main stars. We obviously know Will Lorenz, Jagger Smith, Nathan, Nathan Flack, Tizer. Three you'll hear about pretty regularly, but we were also down at RSCA to watch them play the Dragons in a practice match, which the Dragons were pretty convincingly. So it was uh, interesting to see those two teams battle for the first time. But who stood out apart from those main three for the Chargers and, you know, just beyond that in the preseason as well? Yeah, I suppose. Well, if we start with the practice match, I think, like you say, Black Tides with his rebound and dash, you know, on defensive 50, we know he's capable of that and he really showed it. Ollie Barter didn't do as much in that match, but plays a similar role, and you expect he's going to be one who'll really show what he's capable of this talent league season. He's one that was probably considered unlucky by a lot of people not to make Vic Metro last season. He was also two seasons ago with the Sandy Dragons as an under-16s player. But, yeah, he's he's got those similar sort of skill sets. So coming out of defensive 50, Oakley are going to be really well, really well sort of well stocked in terms of the players they've got to come out and provide that run, provide that dash, provide that flair with those two. And also Will Lorenz when he's there and he'll rotate into the midfield as well with Kine and Brown also in the midfield as a top ager, the Melbourne father-son prospect and the couple of bottom ages, like you said, Jagger Smith, who's got a bit of pace and Tom Gross, who showed quite a lot on Friday night. Then up forward, you've got Boston Dowling will probably play a bit up forward. We saw him for Murray last year. He'll be with the Chargers this season. Billy Hicks is one who's had a really strong preseason from all reports. He's Jake Stringer-like. He's got the pizzazz. He's got the X factor. So hopefully he can get up and about and really show why those comparisons are being made. Because if he can, I'm sure the Vic Metro sort of invitations will come and the ability to play in that King's birthday match in the King's birthday Vic trial match will become apparent. And 
Harvey Thomas, another one who kicks plenty of goals. So they're the main ones for Oakley. But the talking point, like you say, they've got no coach. And, yeah, they're preparing to not have any coach heading into round one. So, yeah, we'll see where that sort of sits. And hopefully they do get one sooner rather than later. But the assistants are all chipping in at the moment. Yeah, well, Oakley do face off against Brisbane Academy in round one. So probably, a, I mean, it's hard to say lighter opponent. We don't know anything about Brisbane's Academy, but usually the Academy teams are a lighter opponent for the Talent League team. So that's Oakley's first round matchup at Craigieburn at 12 o'clock on the Sunday. Yep. And coming into the Sandy Dragons, they were also playing in that match as well. And I know one I've heard about, Nathan, I'll get your thoughts on a few of the players as well, but one I've heard a lot about in preseason is Harvey Johnston. He's the talk of the town internally, externally. He's one who's impressed. He's one who's matured. He's one who's improved. He's got the basketball background. He's in the leadership group. He, in the practice match, is probably best on ground. He's got a really good kick, can go off both feet, moves really well through traffic. So really curious to see if he can back up his preseason form and the talk with the sort of sustained form throughout the course of the season, which I'm sure it will based on everything we've seen. I remember speaking to him five or six weeks ago and he put leadership on the radar and I know a lot of players do that, but for him to actually back it up and yeah, really lead and bring the culture together as the, you know, the word is that he's done around the club has been really impressive, but yeah, who else has impressed from a Sandy perspective, Nathan, uh, there's been plenty of names and we saw some of them on Friday night. Yeah, we certainly did. We've also we've obviously heard a bit about Archie Roberts, Will Brown, and Riley Sanders. Yeah, uh, they're the popular names. Are Archie Roberts, he's played a bit of a half back role this preseason, and I thought he would be put a bit more in the midfield, like he did spend a bit of time there last year. He was part of that Dragons Premiership team. Uh, Will Brown was just very exciting to watch as a forward prospect last year, and I think he'll continue that form into twenty twenty three. Uh, and Riley Sanders is obviously in great shape and playing in the back line as a really strong key position player at times. Uh, the ones I think are very watchable and ones that will definitely make a climb throughout 2023, Vigo Vicentini, the brother of Dante Vicentini, which you might have heard of. He went to the power. Just terrific ruck work in this preseason and he seemed to stand he's standing out in everything he does just the ability to work the ground well his running capacity is great and even his kicking kicking ability on the run you know ruckman don't tend to have the greatest kicking ability which it's not it's never a surprise but he's just really focused on what he wants to get out of his position and he's made it about him which i think is great of you know sometimes ruckman can just be sucked in into really just doing the basics of what a Ruckman should do. But Vigo is really just versatile. For the Dragons, uh, you spoke on Harvey, really exciting to watch. Just his composure under pressure has been a real standout for me as well. Uh, Tarkin O'Leary is one that has been really impressive in the preseason. Just And one thing we noticed from Friday night as well, he's kicking from anywhere on the field to mm. hit anyone on any angle. Just really, really good. And even across the board for the Dragons, the kicking was just really, uh, really great. And I think testament to Rob Harding, obviously put a lot of work into that in the preseason. So that was something that stood out for me. So Tarkin was, yeah, terrific. And 
If I could just touch on Tarkin as well, he's one who is also in the leadership group and they've talked a lot about his work ethic and the fact that he really leads that. So I think he runs a sub six minute 2 or and that's really quick and that doesn't always translate to really good footy. We know that, but he's one who's shown he's able to do it on a wing and yeah, leads the way with work ethic as well. But yeah, I'll let you sort of finish off on the Dragons who impressed you. I'm sure Tash Hotton's name will come up because he played a really good pracky on Friday night. It was definitely... The one of the last ones I want to touch on two more. Yeah, Taj Rodden was just amazing. And one of those players who you look at and think he's just great. With every one percenter, he's there. He impacts the game with the little things. He doesn't have to have a big role, but when he does get the ball, he's always always putting his best foot forward to provide either a link in chain or a, and a delivery option inside 50. So he was fantastic. And another one that I think hasn't really got a lot of attention at all, you probably haven't heard his name, Josh Docking was terrific in his preseason uh, intra-club game, uh, and he did impress in the game two. There were two games on Friday night, so he was in the second game. Really impressed. Great on the win. Just a great running capacity. Someone who you don't really notice he's doing that much running until you you know, sort of look at it and think, wow, he's got from there to there in one play. Really great running. Great ball delivery as well. All the, you know, Gives the forwards a great chance at leading at it with his kicking. So I think he's one that should keep an eye on throughout 2023. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a that's a really good summary. Cal Shadir and Miles Enders, both up forward, uh, both provide really good targets. So I suppose if you're looking from a forwards perspective, they're probably the names to keep an eye on. And down back, EJ Williams is one who's had a slightly interrupted preseason with a little bit of a toe niggle, but... He's got, he's a bit of a footy nuffy and, yeah, loves his footy uh, and will hope to push up the field a little bit. Uh, re- sort of has a really strong game awareness, really good kick and, yeah, uh, really good at checking his man as well, I think. So hopefully he's able to build his way into the season because he's one who represented Victoria last year, didn't quite get to play on the MCG, but he's certainly around the mark in terms of the next level. So the Dragons, like we mentioned, they play Eastern at RSCA in the second game of the season, which will be quite a blockbuster of a game, as we said, for the Metro side of things. They're the only two Metro teams that meet, which will give us a very good indication of where both teams are at and what we saw from Sandy and what we've seen from Eastern in their practice matches. They look like two teams that will be very competitive throughout the 2023 season. And yep. we have two teams to wrap this up. So we're going to go to the non only non-Victorian team, which is obviously Tasmania. Yeah. Uh, Tassie, always a strong competitive outfit, and they went down by a point in the prelim last year. So they got very, very close to the grand final. And two players that we've heard a little bit about, obviously Jack Callanan and Connor, oh, sorry, Colby McKercher, are two that have made the AFL Academy side. But who else has been impressing for Tassie in the preseason? Who are players we should look out for come round one? Well, I'll mention a couple of names outside of those two, and we know those two are going to get plenty of attention this season. They're probably looking at being in the first already, which is really positive from their perspective to have two names in the first round from a Tasmanian perspective. Obviously, Tassie pushing for an AFL team as well. But Ari Schoenmaker played on the MCG last season. He's a tall, athletic, left-footed defender who tested really well as well at the Tasmanian State pre-season testing and looks primed to back up what he showed in 2022, which was glimpses of, yeah, those traits that are really, I suppose, favourable for an AFL club, that rebounding high defender sort of role. So hopefully he goes well. They've had some pracky games against TSL clubs. Unfortunately, haven't been able to play 
any talent league clubs just with the nature of the fact that they are in Tasmania, but they've still got some packy games. And Oscar Van Dam, another one from just outside that upper echelon, which you'd probably almost put Ari Schoenmaker in generally, if not for the fact that they've got two in the upper upper echelon. He's said to have performed really well in preseason. He runs a 6.10.2 KR, and that probably sort of highlights the work he sort of put in. So hopefully he can translate that into some really good form on the footy field, Nathan. Well, Tasmania are the only team who don't play this round. They have the bye. Yeah. Uh, so they come in in round two and they play the Western Jets at Dial Park. So the only team we won't see for the first round. So we won't get a gauge on them until they play in round two. And now we move to our final club for the preview, which is the Western Jets. You were down, uh, as we record this today, you were down at Hillsville to watch Western take on the Eastern Rangers. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second but obviously logan morris is the main name out of western we keep hearing about him and his pre-season form is just consistently really really good uh lockie MacArthur was one that came out of today that you said performed really well alongside with lockie who else performed really well in that game for western and also in the pre-season yeah so lockie MacArthur as that sort of third athletic tall forward who's able to get to contests and impact aerially. Basically, every aerial contest he got to, it seemed like if he wasn't marking it, he was bringing it to ground. And that's sort of what you want from your forwards. He's athletic as well. He's got a good vertical jump. He, I think he spent a little bit of time in the ruck as well. And he's, he's sort of guy who you wouldn't put it beyond him to kick goal of the year or do something spectacular like that. He's able to just have these real eye-catching moments. Until now, he's prioritised his cricket with Footscray Cricket Club in the big Premier Cricket competition. But now it's all footy so it's his first season first full season with the western jets and from what we've seen already and from what we've heard he's put in the hard work in pre-season and has set himself up to have a good platform for 2023 you mentioned logan morris as well he played a reasonable game as you come to expect of him just really sticky hands and yeah his sort of running patterns have improved markedly in pre-season and that was on show against east and certainly played both ends of the ground he's capable of playing both ends of the ground massimo razo is one i wanted to touch on as well he played deep that sort of jamie elliott role is what they sort of compared it to the coaching staff and got a couple of goals through different avenues good overhead sort of springy league good at ground level clean good at getting the loose ball so expect to see him hit the scoreboard if he's able to you know really create a niche for himself up forward for them and get to the fall of the ball that yeah your MacArthur's and your Morris's are going to create but Jake Smith is probably the one you asked who's been good in preseason beyond that match. And he played really well in that match as well. It's probably best on and it's the best match they've seen from him. But overall in preseason, he's the name that's really caught the eye. He's an inside midfielder, a bull. He loves the contest. He loves the physicality and really showed that he could push into Vic Metro if he's able to keep up what he showed today because it wasn't all on Western's terms, but he played a sustained four-quarter effort, which I thought was really impressive. And then they've also got some players like Alex Sear, uh, Daniel Snell, and these sorts who also played in the midfield who showed glimpses. And if they're able to turn that into sort of more consistent form, will certainly catch the eye a little bit more. Darcy Weeks, you could probably include in that in that list as well. But yeah, they're probably the main names to come out of Western. Uh, and Trent Dennis-Lane seems to have taken to that like a duck to water. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing Western this season. They're always tested with depth. That's often an issue out that area. But I think they've got some decent top-end talent to really carry them through this season. 
Great summary. And Western take on the Sydney Swans Academy at Highgate again in Craigie Burn 12.30, the third game on the Saturday. So let's finish it off. Let's give our round one tips as we did with the girls. Yep. Uh, so we're starting off with Northern and GWS. I think an easy one for me, Northern. I'm going to say Northern as well, yeah. Hard to go past the Talent League clubs against an academy. The second game, uh, Sandringham v Easton at RSEA. A really tough one to call. Yep. I am going to back what I've seen from the Dragons. I will back Sandringham in this one. I'll, I'll say Easton by a couple of goals. It'll be a very interesting game to watch. Third game of the round, Western Jets v Sydney. Again, hard to look past the Talent League club, so I'm going to back Western. Yeah, yeah, Western. And then GWV v Bendigo, a country matchup at Mars. Yeah, two teams who will be looking to start off the season really well. Uh, I'm going to back the Rebels. I think they'll bring it up. I think Bendigo have the hype, but I think the Rebel, Rebels will knock them off in a very close one. Mm, that will be a tight one. I'll say, I'll say Bendigo by a goal. And then to our Sunday matches, Geelong and Dandenong in Colac. For me, hard to look past Dandenong. A lot of exciting talent. I think they'll perform really well. Yeah, yeah, Dandenong by four goals in that one for me. Gippsland v Murray, the the country derby. Uh, I will. I think another game could go either way. I think the country teams always put on very close performances. I but I will go with Gippsland for this one. Yeah, I'll go Gippsland as well. Pretty pretty close, but Gippsland. And then Oakley v Brisbane in the second last game of the round. Oakley for me. I'll say Oakley as well, yeah. And then to finish off round one, we have Calder and Gold Coast. Calder for me. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how the Calder forward line gels. So hopefully they can put some, some high, a high score on the board. Well, that wraps up our boys' preview Thank you, Jonty, for joining me. And look, it's the start of the next six months of this talent league fixture. So we're we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to going round by round. So what to expect from us from here on to the end of the season. Round by round by round reviews. We're going to talk about each game in a bit more depth. Obviously, with the two seasons starting at different times, it's been a bit hard to review at the moment, but we are going to review both boys and girls each podcast, have some guests along the way and follow our socials for a lot more content as well because we definitely have some good content that is coming out over the next couple of weeks and even months. So make sure to follow us, Craft of the Draft, on Instagram and symbol on Twitter. If you look us up, we will come up, hopefully, fingers crossed. But until then, thank you, Jonty, for joining me. We will be back next Wednesday for another podcast and we will see you then.